Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just nine. $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. This is episode 357, and it's December 21st, 2022. This is our last show before Christmas. Um, and I'm excited about today's guest. I've known him for a long time and, and really like him. Zane Richards um, coming on to the show. We got Kyle Klingman, as always. But, uh, well, I skipped Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, how are you this morning? Yeah, you said you know him a long time. I just got to meet him for the first time at the World Cup, and I liked him. I liked his personality. I liked his message, and I'm glad we get to get more on the Bader show. Yeah, okay, to that, I think the first time maybe I interviewed him, maybe met him, Maybe I'd met him before, but the first time that stands out was after the Dapper Dan, or whatever it was called back then. I think it was Dapper Dan. And I don't remember his answer, but I remember I was interviewing the winners, and he just, like, gave me this really thoughtful, like, and and uh, this really thoughtful interview. I don't remember what he said. I just remember being like, wow, this kid, like, he impressed me. It wasn't just like, oh, I was good. I beat him. Thanks. It was like he dove, really dove in and gave some answers with some substance behind him. And that was my first impression, and it's kind of been the same way ever since. So, um, yeah, let's bring him on. Should be should be a good one. Zane, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. Um, and I know you you said you just got done with a workout. I was like, oh, did you wrestle? You said no. Um, kind of a cardio or running workout with Brian Medlin and something about a heart rate monitor, and you're the guinea pig, but kind of – Kind of take me through this workout and um, how long maybe you've doing these kind of workouts with, with Brian. Uh, I'd say at the start of like this training cycle after the uh, last world team trials, we've been doing more without revealing too much of our secrets, of course. right? Uh, yes. uh, we've been doing more interval training with, uh, you know, whenever we do cardio, it's up to me what I do. I run typically when I do these because I have more control over my heart rate sometimes on the bike or a rower or even a treadmill, it could be a little bit trickier to control things. So I usually just run on the indoor track, but you put a heart rate monitor on and, you know, you figure out your VO two max and your heart rate zones. And then he has different times of what zone he wants me to be in for, you know, however long the workout is an hour. Sometimes they're only 20 minutes, but they could be very intense of like a zone five, which is basically your max output and then you drop back down to zone one or two. But part of the workout is being able to go to zone five and actually get back down to one or two within a short amount of time. Because sometimes you can be in zone five and you, you stop and you're trying to slow down, but your heart rate never actually comes down. And, uh, you know, that's a sign that 
you need to have more control over yourself. So a lot of different things he's put me through this morning. He had a, it was a pretty long one, but uh, you know, I, I've been getting a lot out of it. I think, I think my wrestling's gotten a lot better because of it. Cause it, it, there's a lot more science instead of just, Hey, go run five miles. Yeah. You know, the, well, that could be destructive to your body instead of uh, actually building towards a goal, which is, you know, performing better on the mat. Yeah. I love, I love, you know, it used to be just run till you puke or run till you're tired and, and just get your, the more you get yourself tired, the better you'll be. And obviously that's maybe the, the case sometimes, but not always. How long have you guys been doing these, this type of training, this, this like scientific, if you will, type of training where you're like monitoring with data, all these different variables? Yeah. I mean, any, every time I've ever worked with uh, Coach Medlin, there's always been some sort of science to it. I mean, he's reading and a lot of the guys at the U of I staff, I mean, they're reading all the time, different studies, different analysis for mental uh, training, but also, you know, the physical training of what is better for you. And uh, luckily for me, uh, like I, like I was saying before, I'm kind of the Guinea pig in a lot of these where it's like, all right, Zane, go do the, go do the new thing. And if it destroys you, it destroys you. But if not, we'll start applying it to the other guys. So it hasn't uh, hasn't killed me yet. So uh, at least they're reading the right material. Uh, but you know, I'd say we've really, especially since I graduated college and Brian came to the RTC uh, and has really worked over me directly. We've taken a very scientific approach to every step of the way, including our technique, our mental game, uh, our physical cardio. You know, the weight room. Everything has been pretty scientific as far as what works and what doesn't. Sure. And you had said, I choose what kind of training I do. And I think you were, you were alluding to the type of cardio, whether it's running or rowing or this or that. Is that, is that right? Yes. You, yes. Yeah. And as far as mapping out, do you guys map out weeks at a time? Do you map out months at a time and kind of adjust as you go? Or is it, is it kind of day to day? Uh, all of that wrapped into one uh, to give the most convoluted answer for you. Yeah, right. uh, but we we have a game plan for what tournaments we're trying to wrestle at and what we're going to go to and what the ultimate goal is, right? Which is being on the top of the podium in the Olympics, you know, making the Olympic team and then bringing home a gold medal. So that's the ultimate goal. And then from there we break down, well, what are the steps, bigger steps that it takes to make that? Well, you got to make either world teams, you got to be the national team member, so you got to qualify and then from there, you know, we take it to, okay, the next big step is a month or whatever away. So here's what has to happen in that month in order for us to be optimal. And from those points, we then take it day to day, right? So, uh, you know, if, if I'm wrestling in a month and a half, it's like, okay, my weight's got to be at a certain percentage, you know, and that, and I take a lot of control over that, but, uh, you know, we look at those numbers and then from this week, it's like, okay, you know, these next three weeks are hard weeks and Medlin doesn't tell me everything that goes on because, uh, you know, partially not knowing what goes on, I think is important. Uh, and it, that, that's how our relationship goes. I just, I trust him to put me through the proper workouts and I, I don't need to ask a ton of questions. The only time that I really ask those questions is if like, hey, uh, you know, I'm trying to see my family this weekend because <laughs> it's Christmas. Can I at least get a little bit ahead of time? And even sometimes then he, he kind of leaves me in the dark. I, and I don't think it's intentional. I think it's more, uh, you know, dealing with maybe the stress of, uh, 
you know, not knowing and, and being comfortable with, you know, you're not in control of everything. So, uh, but that being said, there's a lot of day to day, but the day to day, uh, is only on like, Hey, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, I woke up and I'm, I'm feeling great today. Okay. We're staying on schedule, uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, Hey, I'm woke up today. I'm not feeling great. Okay. Let's take this day off. But then the next four days have to be great. Like you have to get the most out of them. Uh, so there's a lot of play. There's a lot of autonomy he's given me too, where, you know, he doesn't care how I get the cardio done, get the cardio done. He doesn't care how I get the weight weights done. As long as it's, you know, we're targeting a certain type of strength build, go do it on your own. And I'll let you go do that. And, and I think that, that trust between us has been, been very crucial for our relationship and my success. Sure. And the, the program success was mine. To the working backwards from a goal, right? It's the Olympics, and then it's it's whatever. Uh, I guess I guess let's let's apply this to the World Cup. Now, Thomas is obviously the number one guy. Mm-hmm. He has the shot if he wants. When do you get notified? Hey, he's and and Vito's in the middle of the season, right? College. Mm-hmm. When did when does I don't know, Bill or whoever come to you, or when did this happen? Say, hey, do you want to wrestle World Cup? You're in. And then how do you and Medlin go, go about planning and preparing from that point? Mm-hmm. Well, we, in our heads, we had the idea that let's just assume we are going to the World Cup several months out, right? Yeah. Because uh, there really was no other competitions at the time, like around the world. And, you know, we were looking to get one in right about that time and so, or at least some point in December. And so we just assumed that there, like we would be asked to go to the World Cup, even if we wouldn't be. Yeah. And we just we were thinking it's a coin flip. You know, if Gilman says yes and then it's something to train and prepare for. Maybe I get matches. Maybe I don't. Uh, and then, you know, kind of with Vito, we thought the same thing. He's in the middle of college. So then, you know, I would at least probably be the number two ask. Uh, that's why we went to New York, uh, several weeks prior, just so we know we got a competition in and then, you know, still prepped for, uh, world cup. We got the call, I think a week before New York, maybe, or uh-huh. two weeks for, before New York, but I'm, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm sure I could look through my call logs. Nah, if, right. Uh, I really wanted to get the time, date and, uh, minutes, seconds down for you, but, uh, but yeah, you know, they called and, and they let me know that, uh, you know, I asked him if Thomas was in and, and he wasn't for this event. So, uh, you know, to me, my ears perk up a little bit. I'm like, oh, OK, so then that means I might be getting more matches now. All right. Like, this is pretty cool. Uh, uh, and it was it, it was a really exciting time. Even if I wasn't, I'm just I'm thankful that they gave me that call. And, uh, you know, I, I'm more than happy to represent and, and be a part of Team USA any chance I get. So, Okay. Uh, there was no, t- correct me if I'm wrong, I guess, there was no Team USA training camp, or was there, where, where all the people who were going to wrestle on the World Cup came together in Colorado or wherever? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there were nas- there was like the national team camp uh, a week before, a week and a half before the Feral. And okay. then after that, the week leading into the World Cup, we all met out at Iowa City and then were training together for that week uh, to prepare. Uh, Bill had us through a couple structure workouts uh, that were really beneficial going in a lot of positions that ended up being crucial, I think for the team. Uh, And then the last day or two of that, it was on our own, but still, you know, present within the USA organization. 
Yeah. And they, and they did a phenomenal job managing us too. So I, I you know, I, I can't speak highly enough about that. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to ask, right? Every, or a lot of things you've discussed are, are to this point in this, this interview is you and Medlin, right, and how things work out. But then there's this other component with Bill and Team USA, who's maybe more of a – he's a coach, but maybe more of a manager than, than, than Medlin. Explain to me that dynamic with, you know, balancing Medlin and, and, and Bill or the Team USA dynamic. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I don't know if my view is necessarily the truth of, of what, how what everything is going on, um, but I look at it as, you know, Bill is a coach of mine. Uh, and Medlin is a coach of mine, and so is Joe Russell. You know, all, all these people coach me. I work more with Medlin on a day-in, day-out basis. But anytime I go to these camps and Bill has instruction or he has technique that he wants to show me, and, and same thing with Joe, uh, I'm, I treat them the same. You know, what they say is uh, is only meant to, to make myself better and to make Team USA better. And so, you know, I'm, I'm there to learn I'm, uh, from these great minds and get better. Uh, that being said, they do more, you know, big picture managing of USA Wrestling, so they are busy with that. And uh, one thing that impresses me is a lot of times in organizations that are big or, or very successful, you know, you have a lot of ego in the sense of, you know, Bill or Joe could easily uh, overextend their hands and really try to uh, take a lot more control over what we're doing on a day-in, day-out basis, and there's a really good balance of what they want us to work on, but also understanding what we're working on in our own RTCs or with the colleges that uh, all of the USA team members are training with. Uh, you know, they're very, uh, they're very comfortable and trusting of the fact that we're getting the job done on our end. And uh, it's impressive that they have that and they're, and they're comfortable with that. I think it's a really important structure for our system. Uh and like I said, it works not just from their end, but even with me and Medlin. You know, I, I trust his job. He trusts I'm going to do my job. And, uh, you know, I think overall for me it's it's benefited and it's been, uh, you know, a, a pretty fortunate situation that I'm in. Sure. To the actual, you know, there, there's physically preparing or training. And then there's mm-hmm. – um, was there any, I guess, scouting or preparing for, for – Iran or Mongolia or, or, or any of these individuals or making yourself less than scouting, maybe just making yourself familiar with some of the potential opponents. Is there, is there any a component of that in, in your preparation? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially modern day, you can get th- you know thousands of matches on people or hundreds to two thousands of matches. And with Bill, Joe, and Medlin, I'd be very hard-pressed to find any – other human beings out there who watch more film than they than they do. I mean, it's like an encyclopedia, and it's all for me. It's almost like a game. If I could somehow find a match that they haven't watched or they don't know the score or outcome of, I just feel like I got to win. You know, it's like it's a huge thing. And I there's matches like years ago where I, I I got I would hold one over Medlin's head, and I still bring it up today, and it, and it blows his mind that he can't remember it. You know, he's like, I can't believe in that moment I forgot that the score was. Seven three in the last takedown was a chest wrap into a leg, leg, you know, just crazy the amount of information and and not just like having the information but actually able to recall it, yeah, and apply it in a wrestling room sense, right? And so when we're training and we're getting ready for these matches, they do they do such a good job of not overemphasizing what they're doing 
and still staying on point with what we need to do to be successful in those matches. Uh, you know, and so with Mongolia or with Iran, uh, Iran, uh, you know, Medlin comes up to me and, and he'll say, Hey, like this guy's kind of looking for these things. So the, the key point is you can't do X, Y, Z, you know, or just make sure that X doesn't happen. So that Y and Z are not options for this guy. And then other than that, you know, go do your stuff. Right. And he breaks it down to very practical terms of very specific things that, that still work with what I do and doesn't change my game, but also is a good answer for what that guy does. Mm -hmm. This was your first time like representing, I believe it's representing like team USA Um, coming into this event. How did you feel physically, but, but more importantly, mentally, emotionally, whatever you want to call it upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have represented them once before on the World Cup. I think it was 2018 okay. in Yakutsk. Okay, uh, yeah, my apologies. So I I was back then. So, uh, it but it's the same mentality pretty much every time. Uh, you know I'm here. There's a name on the front of the singlet that's you know more important than the one on the back. And to me, you know. I just look at it as like guys like John Smith or guys like, uh, you know, Kendall Coleman or the Brands Brothers or whoever, Baumgartner. I mean, they, they've all been on these teams and they've done phenomenal things with their careers and, and they're serious uh, wrestlers, you know, and, and they're revered as some of these these great wrestlers. Or even with our team, we've got Jordan Burroughs, uh, Kyle Snyder, you know, and, and I'm a part of this group now where I. I need to go and I need to perform. And there's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, I'm honored by the fact that I get to stand by these men and be considered, you know, part of that team and and in this group of elite uh, human beings. Uh, but at the same time, you know, that's not good enough. You, you have to go and perform. And you have to win, lose, or draw. You have to get the most out of yourself in, the, in these moments, training leading up to it and whenever the match is actually happening. So, uh, yeah, so, so that's kind of mentally how I, I kind of look at it and prepare myself, you know, going into the cup. Compare, now I asked like uh, emotionally or, or whatever, confidence-wise, right? It's, it's four years later, you're four years older, more mature, more experienced, all of that. Compare your, your confidence coming into 2022 World Cup versus 2018, and, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I, I mean, it's definitely night and day. Uh, I would say I, I was still pretty young four years ago, I think mentally, uh, at that point in my life. And, you know, I still think I'm young and there's a lot of growth to be had, but, uh, there's a lot of things I've worked on a lot of things I believe in now, uh, with myself and, uh, in the support system and the preparation I've done to where, you know, do I have every answer, available at all times no i'm not a perfect human being and uh that's not probably never going to change but i am prepared for this moment and i am prepared for this tournament and i'm prepared for these matches and that's really what's important all the other factors all the other stuff that you could think about it's irrelevant there's no need to uh or time to think about it and just understand that you know i i'm ready and uh you know just go perform go do the wrestling moves go do the thing I kind of figured 
the answer would be something like that. That and and you seemed more confident. You can kind of see it in people at times, right? And and that's from an outside observer. That's kind of what I what I observed and, and kind of thought you, how you I thought you might answer that. Um, now Nico, Nico's a producer. I'm asking him if you can pull up. We're gonna we have this match the the match versus the Iranian. I want to pull that up mm-hmm. and watch it. Just kind of get your thoughts on this. What did you know? This guy was, I believe, a returning medalist or definitely was a world medalist in the past. What did you know about him? And back to the scouting or whatever you want to call it, right? What was there a watch out for X, so Y and Z don't happen? What was what was kind of the game plan, if you will, coming into this match or the understanding about him? Uh, Well, we knew he was pretty good. Uh. And Medlin, Medlin didn't reveal how good he was necessarily. Uh, he just knew. He just told me, "Hey, he's good. He's going to be there late in matches. Like, he he's not going to fade. So that's not going to be one of those things where you put a bunch of pressure on him and he melts." Uh-huh. Uh, he said you could beat him and you can technically take it out of him. And you know that country sometimes is known for getting very emotional when situations are dire. And so maybe he doesn't fold in terms of conditioning or. Uh, uh, you know, Matt situation, but maybe confidence you can take away from these guys. Now, I don't think that that's how this, this match played out, but that was something, you know, to keep in mind is if you really technically eat them alive, they, they start to lose a little bit of hope. Uh, but that's not necessarily always going to happen. You know, this is a world cup and the team was on a uh, team races on the line right now. And, you know, a lot of people and a lot of human beings do phenomenal things whenever they know that there's something greater than themselves uh, at stake. So I, I in those matches, assume, like, this guy won't break. Don't think he's going to break. If he does, great, sweet, match is mine. But I'm, I know he's going to be there late. And so technically the big thing was his right hand was going to do a lot of wrist grabbing and control on that side. And so my understanding was you, I, it's just non-negotiable. I cannot give up my arm or wrist on my left. Uh-huh. So anytime that hand fighting was happening over here, this had to stay, you know, elbow in, stay in good position, but it had to keep moving. I get, this has to stay clear. This has to stay moving. If he starts to get control immediately work out, uh, not in a panic way, but in a very urgent, like, Hey, there's danger here. Uh, and then, you know, they're Iran, they have underhooks, so yeah. you got to try to keep your elbows in. They pressure, so you got to make sure you're in your stance. You can't just back away, or the eyes are going to get you out. Uh, but I've been pummeling for a long time with you know different Greco guys, and uh, my training prepared me for that. So all the underhook stuff, no, you know, no worry. It's something to be aware of, but nothing to be like frightened by. Uh, and then just you know get to my attacks. Make sure that they're reacting. Lots of level changes, fakes you know, misdirections if I can. And uh, the other thing is, you know, if he's going to reach for my hand, that might be a good way to expose and get to his leg or get, get to an arm drag off of that side or, or whatever. So, you know, those are kind of the strategy things that are going through my head or scouting wise uh, going into this match. Sure. Uh, yeah. We're playing it now. So you can just kind of say whatever you want as we go through, but I'm curious, I just see you guys standing there and I'm sure Two minutes before that, you're like standing in behind that video board kind of by each other. Can you ever look mm-hmm. at a guy and get a sense of he's confident, he's not confident, how you think maybe he's holding himself or how he feels, or, or is that not even a, a thing? 
Uh, it is a little bit. I mean, I again, I try not to worry too much about what that guy is doing. I'm more concerned with what I'm doing as a wrestler. Uh, a little bit, though, I could tell he definitely was nervous just because the way it's it was – I don't understand what they're saying. I don't speak that language. But you could tell how the coaches were talking to them and how uh, – just he was holding himself he was you know he was a little nervous going into this but at the same time you know i was a little nervous too maybe i didn't show it as much uh but as soon as you step out on the mat that really doesn't matter you got to go do your job and you got to go score and and uh you know wrestle this guy so uh that's what i did and that's why I, I was trying to get focused on yeah what was that single leg backdoor like pretty clean finish right there right Yep, back door. Uh, I tried to get the corner on him right away. He he didn't really let me do that, so just came out the back door. And then as I'm coming out the back door, he kind of draped over the top to grab my ankle. And then I threatened kind of grabbing his arm and standing up for big points, which he then kind of bailed, uh, which just led to the takedown. And the, the big thing on that uh, was kind of on the approach. Uh, you know, it was a head tap, get control on the other side his arm reached up kind of like I, I thought it would to grab my hand and then uh just went to his elbow knee pull uh finish it's so interesting how oh. like you just meticulously described the detail like mm -hmm. is that just from memory or have you watched this match again i've watched a couple of the positions again uh a couple times and uh actually isaiah martinez and i broke down that takedown a little bit uh yeah. just to talk through what's going through my head uh, yeah, and so, you know, in the moment, it's not like it's happening like that meticulously. It's, it's kind of just happening as it's happening. Uh, uh -huh. And really, a lot of times it was like, I'm doing things, like I'm getting him reacting, and his arm comes up, and I just see it as like a window in your house opens up, and, and it's like there's a you know chance to jump out the window and get an escape, or there's a chance to, you know, go score, so... Yeah. came out of my stance there that was pretty poor on my part but here i mean it, in my head it was just stay calm i wrestled <laughs> out of this before and then sure enough you know he made a mistake he went up to my waist uh just don't give him an inch uh yeah definitely that's the point i was under attack i mean we were grounded but a lot of times i assume if you just go out of bounds and that guy's putting pressure it's probably a point uh yeah. But yeah, situations like that, I think in the past I would have panicked and not been so confident. And that's where, like, yeah, he got deep in my leg. It was late. That kind of sucks. But at the same time, like, you know, I thought, I don't know, he's just he's not going to score on me right here. There's there's no reason for him to. And he, he has to do something pretty miraculous to score on me because I'm fighting every single second of the way. Yeah. So Zach, that, that first takedown. Right here I started. You can see I try to stand up, and he feels like if – you know, he stays on the ankle. He's going to get into a bad four-point, you know, score position. Yeah. And I think I could have worked a little harder on top to get a gut wrench, uh, to be honest. Uh, I think maybe try to do a little bit more of a switch gut or a little bit more setup to actually get him reacting. Uh, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty on that. Of course. Easy to look back and say could have, should have, would have. Yeah. Um, um, t tell me about the atmosphere. You know, obviously Iowa loves wrestling, and and there's a, a decent crowd there. Could could you feel it? Can you f ever feel that on the mat, or is it like, nope, this is me and him? Uh, both, both. Uh, 
there's definitely me and him and the, the crowd as much as they're involved and as cool as that is. And I definitely feel, Oh, here, I'm going to push sit through. He stops oh. for a second. Cartwheel. Uh, but yeah, actually right as I, right as I got that underhook, Medlin said, don't push. Cause he saw it like from a mile away, but my caveman brain said, well, you got to pressure this guy here. And sure enough, he ducked <laughs> me. That, that, that actually like it, played out in my favor but it's not really uh a good thing that happened there's my other coach ibrahim Ilyazov, uh great guy uh he's been with the rtc for a little bit but the the crowd was great super supportive uh and as much as maybe they it's great to have the crowd on your side regardless of them being there or not you know i was gonna win this match and, and that's just how it felt in my head uh, is just you know keep wrestling, keep attacking, keep trying to score, or keep, you know and keep trying to win positions. Yeah. Uh, you know I think here there's a good 30, 40 seconds. I'm a little bit more passive than I need to be. Uh, and I think later after, like right at about a minute, I do a little bit better taking charge of actually getting to where I want to be to close out the match and score. Uh, but this kind of stuff, you know, I knew it was going to happen. He's going to try to get to the edge. Wrestle, got tipped, uh, but go. just fought back, just fought through everything, you know. And that's again, that's the big thing. And in in the past, four years ago, some of those positions, I think, uh, you know, I give up because I'm not confident I can wrestle through or or whatever. But uh, you know, you just you just believe that you fight through everything and you're not going to get scored on, and, and that's the big thing. Uh, Medlin wasn't happy about that point. He thought we were grounded. I, again, I'm up four, I'm up four, two with two ones. So even if he scores a takedown here, I know he can't turn me. Uh, and I was going to shut him down. Did he actually did a really nice misdirect there. And I make two mistakes. One, I don't move my feet on the shot. And then two, I actually held on to that leg too long instead of finishing right away. However, uh, Thankfully, I've been prepared to actually score in those positions. And then there's the really uh, gaudy celebration from uh, some from Illinois. But, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, again, I I'm prepared. I wrestled through those positions. I, I did what I've trained for. And, uh, you know, that's that's a wrestling match. It's a good way to start a duel. Yeah, I mean, how how did that feel? I mean, on, on multiple levels, right? One, it's it's – I don't know, one of, for sure, the one of the biggest wins of your career, um, right. which has to give you confidence, like, yes, I've been doing the right things and I'm I'm getting to where I need to be. And two, like, I just got this win for Team USA. We're trying to win this duel. So it's like a confluence of things probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, right there, I'm like, actually, I see my mom and my dad, or and I'm, uh, my stepdad and my family and stuff. I'm like trying not to cry uh, like a wuss but uh was. but yeah no it, 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 it there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of good feelings going on uh you know i was just proud to be you know proud to be an american uh in that in that moment just because you know they've given me this opportunity and and my family my my training system and, and god has given me all these things that are just spectacular that uh very very few people get to experience in their lifetime and so uh i was just really thankful i was i was excited and happy for this moment i was you know just 
more than anything elated that I got an opportunity to, to do something great with my life in that moment. And, you know, hopefully I have more opportunities in the future, but, uh, you know, that, that played out the way I wanted it to, I suppose. Maybe, maybe a tech fall would have been nice, but, uh, six, two, we'll, we'll take a six, two win for USA. Sure. Um, you know, they, they brought Suriano. I think he wrestled uh, a match. What was that mm -hmm. dynamic like of, well, I guess, when did they tell you you're up or he's up? And, and what was that dynamic like of before that kind of, if there was an unknown period? Um, yeah, I mean, there was an unknown period. The uh, Even during camp, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, who's wrestling which matches or what matchups they think or, or what have you. So I'm not, uh, I'm not the one to get, you know, too salty over it. I mean, I say that now because I wrestled. Um, <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I knew that whatever they decide, it, it was, you know, Bill and Joe's choice. And they have a reason for choosing everything. And uh, there's a uh, reason for everything. And so uh, as much as I would have been maybe been frustrated or maybe down or upset over the fact that I, I didn't get to wrestle, I also would understand it was probably what the the coaches envisioned was the best route to victory for team USA. And I, you know, I would have been content with that. Uh, as far as like when they made the decision, you know, it was earlier that day. Uh, but I understand that's not a hard, or that's not an easy decision to make uh, for sure. I mean, you got, you know, Nick Soriano is a tremendous wrestler, uh, you know, and, and he's definitely been in some big moments in his career where he's pulled out very strong wins. And, uh, you know, it's, they, I, I think that's one of the big things going through their head in that is like, well, we know, you know, we know the performance we're going to get out of this guy. And admittedly, there's been times in my past where I haven't been super consistent, you know, and, or I haven't had maybe as much looks in those moments. And the coaches see stuff like that. And like I said, I understand completely if they would have went the other way with it. Uh, but I know Medlin, you know, definitely had his own voice in it uh, as far as what what we thought and what we definitely thought was if you give me this chance, you know, you're making a very, very strong decision uh, in a positive way. Because, you know, I've been training for this moment and everything I've done is for these moments of, uh, to have success. And so uh, I'm just thankful that they picked me very easily could have gone the other way. Uh but now it's history. So pretty, pretty cool that it went, you know, favorably towards me. Could you consider this a pivotal moment in your career, whether it's um, from the coach's eyes or from yourself internally? Yeah, I think it's, it's a good stepping stone, right? I think saying like pivotal moment, in my career is almost a little too reflective uh, yeah. of a mindset, to be honest. So it's almost like, you know, maybe 40 years from now when I'm sitting in a chair and, you know, I've got grandkids in the backyard and I'm like, remember that time we wrestled Iran? <laughs> uh, you know, they're like, yes, grandpa, we heard it 87 times already. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I don't want to be like that right now. I still have uh, plenty of career left and plenty of wrestling matches to go. Was it a, a important moment? Yeah. Was it a, a big moment? For sure. Is it the last moment I'm going to have? I, I hope not. Right. You know, I pray to God every day to, to just give me the opportunity to prove myself and, uh, you know, to keep performing. And, you know, wh wherever it ends up being is wherever it ends up being. But 
as as for right now, like that was a, a huge win. I think it was good for our community that we've built around me to see success. Uh, but I also think, you know, one of our, uh, our Russian athletes that we work with was saying, you know, uh, once you eat, you get more hungry is like a saying that they have over there. Right. And so yeah. I mean, what I think he's trying to say and what he's explaining is now that I've had a little bit of success, you know, at the world stage at, at a higher level, you're going to want more. And that's exactly how I feel. You know, I'm already back in the room training. I already know, you know, the things I want to do and the things I need to work on to get better, you know, and the things I need to improve on. So uh, I'm thankful I've got this moment and, and I, I'm glad it happened in a, in a very awesome way. And it was a great moment to represent Team USA and, and to bring, you know, hopefully pride to Illinois and, and the people around me, coaches from when I was small to the age I am now. But let's go get more stuff done. You know, there, yeah. there's a job to do. To that note, what is, uh, well, the rest of the year's only got 9, 10, 11 days left. What's the rest of the, the the wrestling season, right? If the wrestling season ends at the World Championships, which is your goal and where you probably expect to be, what what mm-hmm. how many competitions between now and, and the, the U.S. qualifying process? Uh, Well, I got to talk to my lawyer to see what I'm legally allowed to say from our end, but no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> We, we got a couple more competitions until the U.S. Open and then, uh, you know, uh, try to get a ranking series tournament in there and then maybe one more uh, outside of that. Uh, it depends a little bit on, you know, where, you know, the other RTC members and, and what is scheduled for our college team, too, because uh, I like watching and supporting those guys and being around the program while, while they have a, you know, pretty big tournament coming up, I heard. Uh, so you know, being a part of that's important too. And uh, also serving my community are important things, but I think several, several tournaments and then maybe, you know, really dig down deep and get ready for the U S open. So. Sweet. Wonderful. Um, well, Hey, this is, this has been a lot of fun. I know Kyle Klingman's hanging out over here and, and we got a little game. we like to play with our guests at the end of the show. And uh, okay. I'm going to let Kyle take it away. He's going to try to, he's going to try to stump you here, Zane. Zane, we've never done it quite like this. It's called Sweat It Out, and your interviews, you articulated how much pride you have in the United States, how much you love the United States. So I have the the great American citizenship quiz. Can you pass your U.S. citizenship quiz? So I'm just going to randomly, I don't even know what I'm going to ask. I'm just going to randomly pick five questions to ask you, so you're ready to play. All right, I'm ready to embarrass myself. Thank you. (laughs) Who was the main writer of the Declaration of Independence? Uh, Thomas Jefferson. You got it. I guess. Ding. Who wrote the Star-Spangled Banner? Oh, man. This one this one hurts a little bit because it's, it's one of those, I feel like if I have more time, maybe I could come up with it. But I'm going to honestly tell you, I can't, I can't think of it on, uh, right now. Is it, it is it Loretta Scott right. Key? Francis Scott Key, did you Francis say? Scott, I, Francis yes, Scott. Yes, that's Key. what I said. Loretta was his wife, and then she's the one who knitted the flag, right? Correct? Was that? You, this, I, feel, I feel like that's a, exactly correct. That, I, I thought it was Betsy Ross, maybe. <laughs> so, some fact checker's going to be, actually, uh, that's not at all correct. 
I thought there was something about that, but I, you know, this is like going back to grade school. I'm curious now myself. All right. Who said, give me liberty or give me death? Now that one certainly is embarrassing. Uh, I don't know who said that. Not Benjamin Franklin? No, it wasn't. It was a guy named Patrick Henry. Pat Henry. Yep. Who said, Man. who said, give me internet or give me death? <laughs> it was Joe Williamson at 2011 and Yakuts where there was no internet. Um, yeah, anyway. I'll give you an easy one. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you, you get a, get one here. Oh, what yeah, are the colors? Yeah, give me the hard one. So that if I mess up, it's, there's no yeah, pressure. If I mess up like the easy one, there's a lot of pressure. You shouldn't no, say it's no, easy. No, this one's yeah. easy. If you don't get this one, we're shutting on the show. Okay. Oh, what gosh. are the colors of the flag? Oh, red, white, and magenta. No, blue. <laughs> you got it. And this is fun. The okay, final one. What do the stars on the flag mean? Uh, it resembles the fifty states in the union. Right. Correct. Yes, I believe so. How about what? What? What do the stripes represent? The 13 original colonies. We're rocking and rolling here. That's actually a question. That was, how many are there? That's a question right here. How many are, how many original colonies? He said. 13. Oh, he did. to be an American. All right. There's five. We actually gave you six, so. All right. So does he get a citizenship? Does he get to keep it? I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to him just because he, he wrestled in the world cup represented the United States. You pass. Awesome. Yeah. I paid, I paid taxes like a citizen. So I better be a citizen. <laughs> That's the, the most important thing to uncle Sam. Um, yep. Awesome. Well, this has been a blast Zane. Um, I appreciate you coming on. We're going to, we're going to give you the final word before we get out of here to say anything you want to say about anything. Uh, just, you know, praise God through him. All things are possible and, and he's given us everything. So, uh, you know, that, that's really the main thing. I love my family. I love my, uh, my training partners, my whole, uh, my whole organization from team Illinois, top to bottom. Uh, I'm just thankful to be here and thank you for the opportunity you guys have given me. Absolutely, man. We're looking forward to, to following the rest of your career. It's, it's been a good one and probably better things to come. So thanks so much, man. Have a Merry Christmas and, and a great, great afternoon. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, Kyle. That was another great show. I like the twist there at the end with the, uh, with the, with the questions. That was, that was fun. I saw that because he was – I just like what he had to say in the, the post-match interviews and helped me bone up on a few things and get, uh, <laughs> get back acquainted with some of my history too. I was missing the mark on a few of these, so it's fun <laughs> to get reacquainted. Cool. Well, uh, thanks, Kyle, for the questions. Thanks to Zane for coming on. And, folks, we'll see you. I hope you all have a great Christmas and uh, holiday season. We'll be back the week after Christmas with some more shows. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.